Hey, Story Pillar friends. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our newest pod friend, The Adventures of Power Dog in Dogland. Join Power Dog and his pack as they encounter new creatures, work together to solve problems, and discover powers they didn't even know they had. You can find more information at PowerDogAdventures.com and listen wherever you get your podcasts. We also dropped their trailer in our podcast feed so you can get a little taste. Okay, ready for the show? Hey, I'm so happy you're here. I'm Meg, a human person. And I'm Sneak. I'm a caterpillar. And I'm going to be a superhero astronaut detective librarian when I grow up. Really? Yep. Wait, why are you bouncing? Oh, because mom said I could have one gummy centipede for lunch dessert, but I swear I heard them say I could have all but one. So I gave one to Bean and then shoved the other 20 in my mouth, and then I bounced all the way here without stopping. Isn't that fantastic? Got it. Okay, that explains a lot. Um, why don't you sit for a bit and maybe some of that sugar will wear off. right you're up, sister. Hey, I'm Bean. I'm a butterfly. Wait, but you're not wearing your yellow hat, Bean. You always wear your hat. Yeah, I I just didn't feel like wearing it today. Can we just get started, please? Yeah, okay. Um, Now that you know who we are, this is... Story, Story Pillar! Pillar. I feel a story coming on Wonder where we'll end up today We'll blast around the world We'll sneak and be leading the way Go Story Pillar, we're in this together No stopping us full speed ahead Go Story Pillar, shake it up a little Make cloudy skies brighter with friends everyone. Welcome to the sixth episode ever of Story Pillar, a podcast where we tackle sticky situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up advice from you, our listeners. right That's my favorite part, the kid advice. Well, and the stories, and the music, and the silly things we say like Farty Four and Sweet Baby Pinecone. So, like, everything is your favorite? Yep, pretty much. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying being a part of Story Pillar Sneak. Hopefully our listeners are too. Speaking of which, let's say hey and find out what sticky situation we're tackling this week. Listeners, how are you feeling today? Someone else is feeling bouncy. (gasps) Ooh, I bet if I bent my knees like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, I could bounce all the way to wherever they're listening from. Uh, I don't think that will work, Sneak. Of course it will. Ready? Hold on, Sneak. Let's at least finish saying hey first, okay? How about you? How are you feeling? You seem much more yourself compared to last time. Absolutely. Like 60 million quadrillion percent better than last time. Although that might be the gummy centipedes talking. (laughs) 
<laughs> Maybe, but I'm really glad you're feeling more yourself today. How about you, Bean? How are you feeling? Well, normally I would say fine. <gasps> but we all know that means you're not fine. And then you say, yes, I am. And then we say, then stop twitching. And then you say, sneak. Oopsie poopsie. Space to tell your story. Sorry. Thanks. So, anyway, I've decided to just tell you and get it over with. Okay, so yesterday, Tasia told Issa that my hat looks like a rotten banana, even though she knew I could hear her. <gasps> hot sweet potato? No, it doesn't. Well, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite hat, and I love it. But after hearing what Tasia said, I started to think maybe it's not quite as cool as I thought. And that's why you're not wearing it today. It's a hat-tastrophe. Yeah, I guess it kind of is. Wow, Bean. I'm sorry you have to deal with that. Balancing what others think with what we think is tough, especially when they're not very nice about it. <laughs> not very nice? Understatement of the millennium. Yes, well, at any rate, I think we have our sticky situation for this week. What do we do when we start to doubt ourselves? Ooh, time for my favoritest favorite part. Checking out a story to see if we get any ideas. Exactitutely, as you would say. Yep. <laughs> this week, we're traveling to Switzerland, a country in Europe with giant snowy mountains that's east of France and just west of Austria and Liechtenstein. <gasps> Liechtenstein? Really? That's a word? <gasps> Liechtenstein, Stickenstein, giant chicken, Liechtenstein. <laughs> yep, it is pretty fun to say though, right? Okay, one more thing before we start the story. Many people in Switzerland speak Swiss German, and my friend Irina says Gretzi means hello. Want to try it? Gretzi! Gretzi! Like that. Listeners, do you want to try? Great! Okay, rocket time sneak. Seatbelts, everyone! And countdown. Three, two, one. Blast off, I guess. Carry that donkey. Adapted from An Unusual Ride by Johann Peter Hebel. Hee-haw! bellowed Daisy and stretched her neck to nibble the sleeve of the gangly boy adjusting her halter. She gave her bristly tail a vigorous shake and used her long ears to swat away the cloud of tiny black flies that followed her everywhere in summer. What are you so happy about? Alexander frowned as he worked. He was tall for his age, with long, spidery limbs and sun-bleached hair the exact color of the freshly cut hay drying in the pasture behind him. Daisy gave a cheerful, hee-haw, and then returned to gobbling all the flowers and wild grass she could reach without actually having to move her feet. Alexander sighed and eyed the path that wound its way up the mountain toward home. Ugh. We'll melt to pieces before we even make it halfway. He pulled the sweat-soaked shirt away from his chest and scowled at the sun, scorching the steep green slopes all around them. 
And whose fault is that? Matias snorted and straightened from hitching the donkey to a rickety wooden cart. Who decided to put his pet salamander down Elizabeth Fogel's dress during Father's sermon? He wiped the sweat from his eyes with one sleeve and threw his brother a stern look. Alexander ducked his head and pressed his lips together, hiding the smile that danced across his face at the memory of a screaming Elizabeth Fogel in the middle of church, beat red and spinning in circles like a headless chicken. He bent over, still grinning, and inspected a fat grasshopper bounding down the pebbly road. And how did you know she wouldn't? Matias shot back, tossing rakes and scythes into the back of the cart with a clatter. He swiped the water jug from where it sat on a large rock next to Daisy's rump and took a generous swallow. And who gave me Alex Salamander in the first place, huh? Alexander jumped up and yanked the jug from his brother. Matias spluttered like a surprised fish. <laughs> to play with, outside, where bugs and worms and salamanders belong, numbskull. He whacked his brother on the back of the head. And now, thanks to you, we're here, cutting hay, by ourselves. He scanned the high meadow his family used to grow Daisy's winter rations. It had been hard work. Hard Hot work, he thought, as a trickle of sweat snaked between his shoulder blades. It's your fault, too, you know. Alexander stuck out his tongue and threw a small stone. He watched it bounce off the trunk of a shaggy old fruit tree. And if father hears of any more nonsense, any more disrespect at all, Matias reminded him, we'll be back here tomorrow, same as today. Boiling to death and sweating through our eyeballs, Alexander made a face. I mean it, Alexander, Matias warmed, sharply enough to make his brother's head snap to attention. Let's just get up the mountain, tell father we're sorry, again, and be done with it. Okay? <sighs> Fine. Alexander dragged himself up and kicked another rock. Good. Matias nodded and eyed the path that seemed to stretch all the way up to the sun itself. Let's go then. And so they began, trudging along at a snail's pace, Daisy contentedly chomping at the tall grass lining the road. Chirps and chitters rang out in the branches above them as the squirrels and birds squawked out the forest news. The bees bumbled past over full of nectar and occasionally crashing into each other, and a small but enthusiastic stream burst from the rocks next to them and tumbled its way down to the valley below. My feet hurt, Alexander whined after no more than ten minutes. And my legs are sore. He sneaked a glance at his brother, caught the end of his eye roll, and tried again. And my knees feel like jelly. And I think one of my toes is broke. Okay, fine. Matias cut him off. Get in. Just stop whining. Yes. Alexander pumped a fist, aches and pains forgotten, and hopped into the cart. As they started off again, wheels creaking under the extra load, they heard brisk footsteps on the road behind them. Both brothers turned, saw Herr Kuntz, the schoolmaster, puffing toward them like an overworked steam engine, and whirled to face front. Matthias pinched Alexander on the arm. Ow! Don't set him off, he hissed. What is all this? Herr Kuntz exclaimed as he drew even with the brothers. 
You dare to ride, you? He glared at Alexander, spectacles perched on the tip of his sharp nose. When you sit in my schoolroom day after day, pulling braids, cracking slates, and stirring up all manner of tomfoolery, Alexander fought the urge to duck away from the flecks of spittle that Herr Kunt sprayed as he ranted. In need of a brisk walk and more besides to get all the devil out of you. Get down at once and let your older brother take his rest. He stamped a foot and Alexander scrambled out of the cart as if it were on fire. Matthias climbed up in his place, shooting his brother a dark look over his shoulder. Just wait until your father hears about this. Herr Kuntz whirled and stomped up the road. Alexander raised his hands in defense as the angry little man huffed off. I didn't do anything. Honestly, I actually didn't this time. Pulling braids? Breaking slates? Matthias cocked an eyebrow and Alexander's cheeks reddened. Let's just get home, okay? He sighed and rubbed a hand over his face. Father's already had it up to here. He slashed through the air well above both their heads. With both of us. Without any help from Herr Kuntz. And so they walked on, Daisy's snuffles joining the cacophony of buzzing flies and angry blue jays. And just as they came to the top of a steep hill, they looked up to see Frau Kohler, fair hair knotted neatly under a kerchief and cheeks rosy and round as apples. She frowned when she saw them, and the brothers exchanged a worried look and braced themselves as she bobbed toward them. Matthias Wolfgang Gunther Mueller, she shrilled, shaking a finger at the older of the two boys. You just wait until your father hears about this. Taking your leisure while your poor, poor brother walks behind. She swooped down on a horrified Alexander and squashed him to her generous bosom. For shame, my little lamb, she cooed, as he squirmed like a landed fish and gasped for air. Up you go, Jadzi. And with surprising strength, she tossed him in next to his brother. The cart groaned, and Daisy bellowed. She can't carry us both, Matthias Whisper shouted as Frau Kohler puffed off, skirts turning and feet flying. Just one more hill, right? Alexander croaked back. She can make it. And so together, the boys crossed their fingers, legs, toes, and anything else that could possibly be crossed for good luck, and urged Daisy toward the crest of the last hill. Almost there, Daisy girl, Matthias encouraged. But before he could even manage a reassuring pat, they heard the crunch of wheels behind them. No! Just what do you two scoundrels think you're doing? Barked Herr Schmidt, the town elder, from atop his wagon. Making that poor beast carry your sorry carcasses halfway up a mountain when you four legs between you? He bristled his bushy white eyebrows at them. Did it ever occur to you to return the favor? Hmm. Just wait till your father hears about this. And he shot off with a twitch of reins and an ear splitting from his own donkey. The two brothers climbed down, shoulders slumped, each feeling as uncertain and foolish as the other. This is just stupid, Alexander protested as his brother furiously yanked at buckles and straps. Are you going to explain to father why we didn't mind Herr Schmidt? Matthias exploded. Because I'm not. Alexander sighed and helped his brother coax their extremely surprised donkey into the cart. He 
she snorted, eyes crossed in confusion. Together, they took their positions on either side of the long handles, better suited to beasts than boys. Ready? Matthias flexed his fingers, testing his grip. No. But Alexander planted his feet anyway and grabbed on with both hands. A one, and a two, and a heave, Matthias chanted, both boys pulling with all their might. Slowly, very slowly, they creaked their way toward the rusty red roofs dotting the cliff's edge. As they made their way, grunting and groaning, an extremely pleased donkey rolled along behind them, nose stretched out to gobble all the flowers and wild grass she could reach without actually having to move her feet. The end. So, what did you think? I guess that means you liked it. That's Donkey for Raideroo. Got it. Thanks. Bean, what about you? Well, I can't believe Alexander and Matthias actually pulled Daisy the rest of the way home just because that guy told them to. I know, right? I'd be like, no, thank you, bushy white eyebrow man. Donkeys weigh like a million pounds. No, they don't, Sneak. (gasps) You're right. Donkeys weigh like two million pounds. Ugh. And carrying one would just be ridiculous. (gasps) See what I did there? Ridiculous donkey. Ridonculous? (laughs) Good pun, Sneak. I thought so, too. Anyway, I think I get what you were saying about doubting myself, Meg. Yeah? Yeah. Like, if I listen to what everyone else thinks about my hat, or whatever, and they all think different things or maybe things that make no sense to me. Then you might end up carrying a cart, carrying a donkey, carrying your brother all the way up a super tall mountain on a really hot day? Well, no. But there's no way I can please all of them, right? Absolutely not. It's impossible. Unless you put the hat on the donkey and the cart on your brother. Uh, Okay, but anyway, it makes more sense to go with what I think is best or cool or whatever, but sometimes that's hard. Yeah, that's definitely hard. So I think it might be time for... Ooh, my other favorite is favorite part. Unsticky trickies. Yep, unstick tricks. That's when listeners give us their advice for handling the sticky situation of the week. Let's check in with Noam and see how he recommends dealing with self-doubt. Hi, my name is Noam, and I'm basically eight. And when I doubt myself, then I have to remember that it's not what other people think. It's what I think about my hat, my creation, or whatever. I like it, so... They could keep it in their head, but I like my finger creation, so that's what I do. Okay, stop and remind yourself that your opinion matters. Ooh, can we try it right now? 
Sure. Listeners, you can say it with us if you want to. My opinion matters. My opinion matters. My opinion matters. Hot, sweaty eyeballs. That feels good. (laughs) I agree. Bean, how about you? How are you feeling now? Well, better, actually. Thanks, Noam. Yes, thanks, Noam. And listeners, if you have an unstick trick you use when you're doubting yourself, we'd love to hear about it. We'll tell your grown-ups how to get in touch at the end of the show. Okay, that's it. We finished our sixth episode ever of Story Pillar. Oh yeah, self-high-five. That's not a high-five sneak. That's clapping. You just clapped. You just clapped. Sneak. (laughs) Okay, listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll have a new full episode every other Monday and mini episodes. (gasps) Sneak attacks. And banometer checks. In the weeks between. Don't forget to have a grown-up subscribe, rate us, and leave a gold star review wherever you love listening. And if you have a story suggestion, unstick trick, or just want to say hi, send them to storypillar.com. That's S-T-O-R-Y-P-I-L-L-A-R. They can also find a link there to our Ko-fi page, as well as more information about how to support the show. As always, thanks to Andy Job and Susanna Bridges for their work on our theme song, For more of their great kids' music, check out andyandsusanna.com or find them on Spotify and iTunes. Also, a giant shout-out to Tessa Flannery, who is in charge of our audio this week. And grown-ups, don't forget to follow us on Instagram! It's still called Instagram. That's what they want you to think. Our handle is at sign storypillar. You can also follow Mackenzie Allison, who does our awesome episode cover art at MK Allison Art. Okay, ready to say goodbye? Bye! I love you! Bye. Come back next time if you want to. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Remember, whether you're carrying a donkey up a mountain or fending off mean comments, beating self-doubt is tough. Try taking Noam's advice and stop to remind yourself your opinion matters. Whatever you choose, you got this, and we'll be here cheering you on.